It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone. If you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. In 1997, the worst hate mail I'd ever received came after doing the Ellen DeGeneres show. Ellen came out and I was her therapist on that monumental coming out show. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But the truth is, for me, I know this, that if you in any way are keeping a secret or if you in any way are pretending to be something that you are not, you will never, ever become all that you were meant to be. It just cannot happen if you're living in some kind of pretense, phony world. I think many people hide behind the facade of their own lives in various ways. I can say for myself that being able to be myself in front of all of you has been one of the great gifts of my life, to be able to be truthful, to say whatever was going on in my life. I wasn't always that way. I shared a story of starting out in television news and pretending to be Barbara Walters. It was not until I was able to literally break free of pretending to be an anchor woman and pretending to be like Barbara Walters that my career started to take off. So I know that as long as you are trying to carry on the facade, and for me it was something as superficial as trying to sit like Barbara and cross my legs like Barbara and lean into the desk like Barbara, superficial but still prohibiting me from being and being able to exercise the fullness of myself, I know for anybody, if in any way you are pretending something that is not true for your life, you will not be able to move forward because that untruth, that uncertainty about standing in your truth blocks you from all that you were meant to be. Ellen being able to literally say to the world that she is a lesbian and to be able to do that back in 1997 is a classic example. You nervous or what? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. A little bit? Everybody thinks I'm a freak. <laughs> in 1997, Ellen DeGeneres was seen as what she says on the show, like a freak, and was afraid of being perceived as a freak for saying that she was who she is. I mean, I knew that it would be 
uh, big, but I, I had no idea that it would be this big. And I, I actually didn't know it was going to drag out for so long either. So I understand the frustration, but it just was something that I decided and wanted to do and thought it would be wonderful for me. And as a result... So did you decide for the character first, that you wanted the character to give the character some kind of... Or did you decide for yourself first? I decided for me first. Mm -hmm. And then I thought it's... Because I never thought it was anybody's business, mm -hmm. who, who I am and who I am with. And so I thought, why do people need to know? Mm -hmm. And then I realized that as long as I had this secret that I worried about all the time, that it made it look like something was wrong. So How thought, worried were you, Ellen? My God, what would you do when you get interviewed, when you became famous and, and, and you would do interviews with different reporters? Tried to dodge the question, tried to... Would, would anybody out and out ask you? Sometimes they would. And then I would just say, my private life is my private life. I don't want to talk about it, mm -hmm. which I always believed. Mm -hmm. And then when I decided that it was time for me to, to say, I'm fine with who I am, I feel good about me, I'm mm -hmm. not ashamed of who I am, I thought, really, who cares still about me? What got you to be this fine with saying uh, it? I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've become more comfortable with myself just in general as mm -hmm. a person and in my body, how I look, just everything. Mm -hmm. Why did you think it was necessary for you to come out? You know, you've read some of the mail. People say, so if you're going to, why not just let that be your business? Why was it necessary for you to come out, tell the public? Why was it necessary for the character to do so? Because it's okay. Because it is okay. Ellen, such an amazing and profound example of being able to step out of whatever is the lie of your life. And many people have lies in various forms. Whatever is the lie of your life, and let yourself blossom in the fullness of your own truth. The worst hate mail I'd ever received came after doing the Ellen DeGeneres show. And it was so surprising to me that people had such vitriol and such impassioned, ingrained beliefs about the sexuality of other people. People would stand up and so strongly defend their right to say demeaning things about other people because of who they are. It's sin. It's no different than uh, adultery. It's no different than, uh, you know, robbing, stealing, lying, cheating. And I don't think you're a freak. I don't think, I think you're a very nice person. But I think you're living in a lifestyle that is wrong. What do you want to say? Yes? I, I feel like if the families out there had the PR person as the gay and lesbian community does, it'd be great for families too. Mm. I just feel like we're being stuffed with this but, right now, down our throat. It's just like, yeah. why? Why? Well, All because because it, you don't have to fight for anyone to embrace you and say how wonderful you have a family and children, and that's just accepted. That's Of course people are going to embrace that. And I agree, there's been way too much focus on it. There's been, and the, the show, it, 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 was su it wasn't supposed to leak out. It was supposed to be just these subtle little clues till it happened. How did you get on time? That's what, I, I think that's when it hit me. I had the carton of milk and I have my 10-year-old boy there. And, yep, I'm gay. What's that, Mom? You know, and I feel like... He should know. Well, he should know he what it is. Know, you know, you know. I had this epiphany last night because I've received so much mail and... One of the common themes running through a lot of the mail that I re received, a lot of people felt that me being on your show was me promoting lesbianism. I simply wanted to support you in being what you believed was the truth for yourself. And what I gathered from a lot of the mail is that there's a perception, and I've been 
trying to, to fight this for years on TV, that gay people are just swinging from the chandeliers, having sex all the time, <laughs> and that they're all marching in the Mardi Gras parade with feathers and boas, mm -hmm. and that they don't understand that. To the greatest extent, gay people want the same thing everybody else wants. Yes, and I, and I think that's why this is such a big deal, and I think that's why people are having such a hard time with it, because they do perceive anyone who's gay or lesbian to look a certain way, and they don't understand, and people that uh, look, you know, like me don't usually come out because it's it, you can kind of hide it and it's usually safer. the quiet majority yes. yeah because and they don't realize that the people at the checkout counter and the people sitting next to them in church and direct in the choir and uh you know at the theater yeah. and all yeah. over and i'm not trying to change anybody's opinion on anything other than than to say that i'm fine with who i am now and for a long time i wasn't and i understand the the fear and the, uh, but i'm I'm okay. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Some things should be boring, like banking. Boring is safe and reliable. You don't want your bank to be entertaining. Entertaining is for podcasts with inspiring celebrity guests, not banks. PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is the service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Thomas's presents Tackling Traffic with Tom. Good morrow. Tis your reminder to savour the morning with Thomas's breakfast. And while you may not be able to control what occurs on your commute, like your horse and buggy popping a wheel and axle on the way to the schoolhouse, you can control what you put atop your soft but crunchy bagel and the toastiness of your English muffin. So do take the time to savour the morning with Thomas's. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Think about the courage it would take 
back in 1997, because at the time she had her own sitcom, and it was successful. But it wasn't until she allowed herself to be truthful with the world that I think her life and her career really took off. Look at what's happened to Ellen DeGeneres since 1997. That show went away, and I know for a time she was feeling not so good about that. And now, every day on the Ellen DeGeneres show, she literally gets to dance. She literally gets to dance. And all of the other successes that have come to her have come, I think, in great part because she was able to set herself free and not be limited by the secret she was holding all those years. Elle and I have spent as much time off camera as we've spent on camera. I've, we've had dinner together. We've done a magazine cover together. We've had phone conversations. We email. And I would have to say that she has become more and more and more authentically herself over the years. That the person that she is now compared to who she was back in 1997 cannot even be compared because she let that, let that secret, that burden, that, that space of her that was trying to hide and protect itself, she let that go. The truth will set you free. Think about for a moment the amount of time, effort, and energy it takes to hold and carry and bear a secret that is a lie about your life. Think of all of that as wasted time. It's just wasted time and a wasted part of yourself. And so for anybody who is pretending in any way to be something that you are not, let me assure you, I can't guarantee a lot of things. What I can guarantee is you will not have the life you deserve if you're pretending to be anything that you are not. In 2005, I interviewed Jeanette Walls, a gossip columnist and glamorous Park Avenue socialite who was hiding a shameful family secret. I covered Oscar parties, I covered the Academy Awards, I covered the Golden Globes, I was interviewing the richest, most powerful people in the world. Jeanette wasn't just covering high society, she was living it too. I was living on Park Avenue. I was married to a, a very well-to-do man. I thought, this is it, I am everything. But at the same time, I was a complete phony. I'm a liar, I don't belong here. And I knew that. I lived in fear of being exposed for who I really was. It was just a matter of time before the truth of Jeanette's past would be exposed. We lived in a little tiny house without indoor plumbing, and I would literally wash my face in snow because we didn't have running water. Jeanette's alcoholic father and eccentric mother could not hold down jobs, so the family was penniless. From a very early age, we just sort of knew this is the way it is, and you don't turn to mom and dad and tell them you're hungry. You know, we'd go for days sometimes without food. At 17, with only $100, Jeanette boarded a bus determined never to look back. I skedaddled out of West Virginia and came to New York. And I got myself a job. I got an apartment and we had electricity and we had heat. With sheer determination, she finished high school, graduated from Barnard and Ivy League College, and became a rising star reporter. Once I'd sort of achieved a certain level of success, I was living in constant fear that my secret would get out and that people would realize who I was and who my parents were. 
Meanwhile, to Jeanette Tara, her vagabond parents trailed her to New York. My first reaction was, stay away, just get away from me. As she lived in the lap of luxury on Park Avenue, her parents slept on the streets. I said, please don't tell anybody that you're my parents. It's very hard for me to explain to people why you're living like this. But one night, Jeanette realized she could no longer live the lie. Well, I went home to Park Avenue and I paced around the apartment and I looked in the mirror and I didn't much like the person looking back at me. And um, I got in touch with my mother. Uh, we had an elaborate system for getting together. I had dinner with her. And I said, Mom, what am I supposed to tell people when they ask me about you? And she said, tell them the truth. As though it was the simplest thing in the world. But I, I felt I couldn't possibly explain to anybody why my parents were living like that. And moreover, what kind of monster would let her parents live on the street while she was living on Park Avenue? I was leading a completely Had fraudulent Had you offered life. to give them a home oh, yeah. or provide them with shelter? Yes, yes. Many times I've offered to help my mother to have her move in with us. But my mother, and I love her dearly, but she chooses the life she leads. And it took me a really long time to understand and accept that. Um, I finally come to sort of appreciate and not be ashamed of whatever it is that she has to offer. And how did you get to that? I did exactly what my mother told me to do. I told the truth. Uh -huh. There was no doubt in my mind that once people knew who I really was, that I would lose all my friends, that I would lose my job, that I would lose everything I'd worked so hard for. I'd be a pariah. I hugely underestimated people's capacity for compassion. So the eye-opener for me has been, you know, shame is a very isolating emotion and you build up the shell around you. And what was your shame? It was a dual shame. One was that I was living this life while my parents were living another. Mm -hmm. The other was who I was. It was my past. And I thought if people knew that I wasn't this glamorous person, okay. that they would reject me. And that really interfered with any sort of happiness that I had or any feeling really? of success that I had. Oh, absolutely. And any time I ate well, I felt guilty about my parents. I felt like a fraud for just dressing up and going out. Mm -hmm. So what was the central element that helped you to begin to shed the shame? Well, one was my mother challenging me to tell the truth. One actually sort of involves you in a sort of roundabout way. I was, I was covering a, uh, the launch of O Magazine, and uh, I was asking celebrities, you know, what makes Oprah Winfrey special? And it was your friend Gail King who said something. She said, I said, what makes Oprah Winfrey special? And she said, while she's pulling herself up with one hand, she's pulling other people up with the other hand. And I thought, oh my God. Because I, I think I had been very selfish in trying to get ahead and trying to, I built up this shell and I didn't really care about anybody other than myself in getting ahead. When we hold secrets, it creates shame. And shame is a great barrier to success. Because when you carry the shame, you don't allow yourself to fulfill your greatest potential. You do not honor the truth of yourself. You do not honor what is your highest self. And so for so many people, and I know this also for myself, being ashamed is like a veil that covers your entire life. And when you walk into a space, the energy of that veil is there. So being able to let go of the secret, being able to say out loud, whatever it is you've been holding back and what is holding you back allows you to release the shame. You let go of the secret, you release the shame. I have never known an instance where anybody was able to let go of the secret and the shame and not be better off in their lives because people who care about you, 
who genuinely love you, people who want the best for you, want you to set yourself free. People who want the best for you also want you to be free. Since Jeanette was on that show, she says she realized that her Park Avenue lifestyle was no longer a fit for her. So she moved to rural Virginia, where she now lives on a farm with her husband, horses, chickens, and dogs. Her mother, Rosemary, now lives with her. This is what I want everybody to go away and think about. Um, I, I, I read your emails and I've received a lot of wonderful messages from you over time. And many of the things that you say to me uh, resonate. One of the reasons why I feel like I have such a connection to you all is because early on in my career, I learned how to be 100% completely myself. And my ability to just be myself in front of all of you is and has been the greatest opportunity for me to live my best life. What is true for me is not true for me because I am a, quote, celebrity or famous person. It's true because all truth sets you free. Whatever is holding you back in your own life, whatever is preventing you from being your authentic self is also keeping you from your truest, greatest power. Think about what's holding you back. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.